You got to operate in truth, right? Operate in truth. Tell the truth. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Gator Truth Florida Football Podcast. I'm Daniel, and on this episode, we're going to take a look at the Gators' trip to Columbia, South Carolina, to take on the Gamecocks. For me personally, this will be my second time visiting williams Bryce Stadium. First time I went, it was 2015. Steve Spurrier had left the mid-year. They had an interim coach. Not quite the atmosphere that I'm expecting going to the game. With that said, I also think it will be a crazy atmosphere as, well, and we'll get into it, this is a desperate Gamecocks team looking for a big win on their schedule. And yes, they would consider beating us a big win. With that said, let's go ahead and get into it with the storylines of the Gamecocks and the Gators. The first storyline, and this will probably be the storyline for the Gators whenever they go on the road for the foreseeable future, even if they pull this one off, and that is the away game struggles under Billy Napier. One and seven away from the Swamp. And we talked about last time, the only win under Napier was against an injury-riddled and flu-riddled Texas A&M. So this would be big to get past that quite a bit. And then also help us just start hopefully turning a corner. With that said, the second storyline is that both of these teams are desperate. Right now, the Gators are staring down four of their last six games are against ranked teams and are against very explosive offenses. And so that is something that makes the this game really big for the Gators to try and pull off and it helps with bowl eligibility, and it's desperate for the Gators to get that win away from home and start turning that narrative to a different place, start showing, no, we don't have problems away from home. We are going to be better. With that said, Gamecocks are desperate. They're 2-3. and They've lost their three biggest matchups of the year, which were North Carolina, Georgia and Tennessee. The thing about that is all three of those games were away from Williams Bryce for the Gamecocks. The first game was at, I believe, Charlotte in a neutral site against North Carolina. And then they're on the road against the Bulldogs and the Volunteers. With that said, this is probably their biggest home game yet. They're coming off of a bye, which many of my you listeners know. I've said it before. I'm saying it again. This is the first of three straight games that we have coming off of a bye. So this is a team that has not looked good at times, has had a week off to try and fix some of their problems, maybe switch around some scheming, get a little bit more coaching in, get a little bit more healthy, and then comes into this hoping to start the back half of their year with a big win. Another storyline is the injury bug to the Gators offense we have not only center Kingsley Eglikin out but we also have receivers Andy Jean Caleb Douglas and tight end Jason Jonathan Odom I'm sorry I almost said his dad's name with that said these are guys that have played significant roles this year or significant number of snaps Douglas was definitely our best 50-50 
ball guy going up, using his body, grabbing the grabbing the ball out of the air. Odom gained plenty of receptions at the tight end spot. Of course, we saw Boardingham, which I need to say didn't give him enough love in the review. Big game, 99 yards last week. Hopefully he can fill in some of the gap that Odom has. He's definitely a little more dynamic than Odom. And hopefully we can continue to see it not being as big of a problem. But again, when you're also missing an experienced guy like Dante Zanders, then you're looking at, you're down on your depth chart for when you run your two tight end personnel, things of that nature. And finally, and I get, I know you're sick of me saying it every week. I'm sick of saying it every week, but this really is a must win game for Billy Napier. And this week's reason, and we've talked about other reasons like you can't lose to Kentucky twice in a row. It doesn't help the narrative. You got to beat Vandy because you don't want the noise shooting through the roof. Tennessee, you've got to beat a rival. Well, for this one, you've got this one and seven away record. So the away issues are one reason you must win this game. Your other opportunities this year are at Georgia in death Valley. And then against the Mizzou team that just took a pretty decent LSU team to the edge and look like they can be very dangerous at home. So your best shot this year, and not your only shot, there are chances we could win one of those games, but your best shot to get that away win is here this week in Columbia. And then also bowl eligibility. You win this game, you go into the bye week four and three. Well, <coughs> excuse me. You could see Arkansas, you know, being a win at home, which it definitely could be. And then all you need to do is steal one of the four games against the ranked teams to get to a bowl. On the flip side of that, for the bowl eligibility, you lose this game. Now, second of the season, you're starting three, or sorry, five and two. My bad, South Carolina will giving me a text right now. Um, but you only need to steal one. I apologize. My math, not where it should be tonight. But you win, you're five and two, one away, you steal Arkansas, you're good. You know, we've got at least a good shot at a bowl game. And then everything on top of that is gravy. You lose this game, you're four and three going into the bye. And then you have to win Arkansas and one of the ranked teams. And it looks a little bit harder because you're still having these away issues. You're still having all of that. So for that reason, it is a must win, both to help with the bowl eligibility and to help calm down some of the away problems the Gators have had under Billy Napier. Let's go and look at the Gators offense against the Gamecocks defense. Gamecocks are coming in with the 118th defense in the nation, allowing 443 yards per game. With that said, the Gamecocks in their five games, yes, they've only played five games so far this season since they did have the bye week last week. They have faced the 8th, 9th, and 22nd best offenses in the nation. 22nd is Tennessee, so that is one opponent we've had in common. Granted, they face Tennessee in Neyland, where we got them at home. I talked about in the Tennessee game, especially with that second half, how that game might be a lot different if that were in Neyland rather than 
in Gainesville and how home field advantage does play a big part in the SEC. So, yes, their defense has not been great up until this point, but they've also been A, on the road, B, facing, you know, three top 25 offenses, and that's going to give up a little more yards than if you faced, let's say, Vanderbilt, Charlotte, and even Utah. Utah does not have a great offense this year. I think they're sub 100. So, I mean, for comparison's sake, the Gamecocks defense so far has had a tougher road. Now, that doesn't mean they're good, but I do think that context can be important. With that said, they're giving up 301 yards per game passing, which is 126 in the nation. So almost as bad as our third down defense was last year, 129th in the nation. This year, the Gamecocks passing defense is almost that bad, 126th in the nation. And their running game, giving up 141.6 yards per game. I wonder if some of that is kind of inflated for when they've been down to like a Georgia or Tennessee where they do a little bit more running. And again, there are things to like about this matchup for the Gators. This is not a great South Carolina defense, but I would say that we should pass to open up the run. We're looking at the 126 passing defense in America. Why would you not try and take some shots, whether it's deep or even like we've talked about, some quick slants, quick outs, some of the things we saw last week. Graham Mertz has to keep his head downfield. I mean, he missed Khalil Jackson a few times against Kentucky. Pearsall was open deep a few times against <clears throat> Vanderbilt. So, there are things he can find this is not the best defense he's faced. And if you get your playmakers the ball in space, even if it's, Hey, we're going to throw ETN or Montrell, give either of them a good screen. I'm not talking like a swing pass. I'm talking about a, you drop back, get your linemen downfield a little bit and just toss them a screen. That could be with them in space and our playmakers in space. Those could be big plays for us. I do think because of the problems that SC has had so far this year in the passing game, that a favorable matchup could be our receivers. Yes, Douglas is out. Yes, Andy Jean is out. But with Pearsall, with Eugene Wilson, and let's just throw the tight ends in there with like Arliss Boardingham, and then also guys like Marcus Burke, all sorts of guys we can have out there causing matchup issues. Maybe we see some Aiden Mizell since we do have a thinner, you know, a thinner receiver core for this game. All sorts of things we can do to try and open up that passing game. And if they've got to worry about the pass, that's going to open up room for the running game. And since, again, I'm telling us we should pass first because of how bad this Gamecocks passing defense has been. Doesn't mean they'll stay that way, but it's where they are now. Moving on to the Gators' defense against the Gamecocks' offense. The first thing we need to do is shut down the passing game. Carolina is 14th in the nation with 312.2 yards passing per game. As we talked about with context, and we talked about this in earlier games, some of that is if you're trailing to a Tennessee, a Georgia, North Carolina, whatever, 
you're going to be passing to try and catch up. So maybe you've built up some yards, but 312.2 yards per game is quite a bit. Definitely need to shut down Spencer Rattler and Leggett, their best wide receiver who has had a phenomenal year. There's one thing to, you know, say, hey, they've been behind. It's another thing to say it's still well over 300 yards per game. This is a threat. We're going to have to stop this pass. The good news is with solid tackling, we should be able to handle this Carolina running game. It's 124th in the nation. They only average 87 yards per game. If we are solid and the defense tackles and shows that it continues to show that Kentucky was an aberration, that Kentucky was a fluke where we just weren't making our tackles, then we should make this one-dimensional. The problem is, can we make it as one-dimensional as we want? The Gators are 108th in the nation as far as sacks per game and sacks in general. You got to go on per-game basis right now. As some teams have had bye weeks. Some teams have not had bye weeks. So it's a matter of where are we and we're about 108th. So if we're not getting those sacks, back end's going to have to do a good job stopping the passing game. If not, if this Carolina passing game gets going, we could be in trouble because that's going to bring the crowd at williams Price, which I believe is a top half of the SEC, really great road environment into it, and we don't want that. I do believe a favorable matchup for the Gators is the Gators' front seven against Carolina's offensive line and running backs because overall we've been solid. Even in Kentucky, we're in position. Just didn't make the tackles which was frustrating, but at least it's something that so far has looked fluky. We will see. Going back to the pass real quick, I want to make sure I do say this. I know I tweeted it out. This is also a good test going forward because this is the first of four top 14 passing teams we face in our final six games. And to be honest, you know, South Carolina at 14 is the worst of those. We've got better teams in LSU, Mizzou, and in Georgia, who are all averaging more than 312 yards per game. So this will be a nice test and good, bad, whatever. It'll at least give us stuff to work on through the bye week as we then focus on taking on, you know, Georgia. Then we're going to have LSU, Mizzou, back-to-back weeks, and even, even FSU is a top 50 passing offense. We've only faced one top 50 passing offense so far, and that was Vanderbilt, and they threw for 280 last week. So things to keep an eye on, definitely things that we need to work on, and it can be things to help us get better moving forward. I do believe we should be able to hold down the running game. The question will be, can we limit Leggett? Can we limit Spencer Radler and his ability after we kicked the crap out of them last year in the swamp? They seem to turn a corner. They upset Tennessee in a really great game for them. Then they beat Clemson in year two of, of Coach Beamer and end up giving a pretty decent game to Notre Dame in the bowl game. So you never know where teams are going to really turn it on or players like Rattler turned it on after that game. 
Real quick, I want to do a quick truth be told segment and that this is a turning point in the season, if not the turning point. Again, you lose this game going four and three to the second or the last five games, and those last five games have four really good teams, and three of those are away from Gainesville. That's not good for us. doesn't look good, and it continues the narrative of problems on the road. Meanwhile, we win this game it is a turning point where we can say hey look we can win on the road we can deal with great passing attacks we can beat these good teams and sometimes you just need that win to take you from where you are to that next step up the ladder so this is a real turning point so again if the gators can win this this is going to be great for them again because it's a win on the road in a hostile environment and it sets us up well for bowl eligibility where a loss maybe it doesn't maybe it spirals hopefully not but don't leave that up to chance take care of your business this weekend and speaking of businesses i want to give a shout out to my friends at alvarez lawn company alvarez lawn company if you're in central florida Give them a call or text for a free quote at 407-490-2617. Or you can reach them at their email address, alvarezlawncompany at gmail.com. Alvarez Lawn Company, building plans that work for you. And then also, again, check out gatorchatter.com. Lots of interesting discussions going on right now from discussing who the different OC candidates may be to Spurrier's recent comments, Meyer's recent comments, all sorts of things. And if you've not seen what was said, definitely try and find those, whether it's on X, YouTube, whatever, or come find them at GatorChatter.com. GatorChatter.com, your Florida Gators sports bar. Well, everyone, thank you for taking the time to listen. If you watch on YouTube, give this a like subscribe, share with your friends, definitely pass along this podcast to others. I have the pleasure. I'm going to be on the cocky on Saturday, South Carolina podcast, reach out to me, wants me to talk about the gear. So if you want to check out my appearance there, it should be out Friday morning, which of course is when this episode is dropping for us as well. With that said, thank you everyone for listening. And as always, Okay.